joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. I am Miss Shannon, here with my regular co-host and podcast life mate, Jayton Satia, executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. Hello, old man. Happy oh. belated birthday to you, Jayton. I normally have a lot of Bollywood-themed um, birthday music for you, but you kind of look at me askance as I've done that the last five years. So uh, this time I'm just going to say happy birthday. How's that work for you? I appreciate it. But the fact that you said <laughs> old man right off the bat, I mean, I know. I mean, you can, sure. I, you know what? Who isn't older every single minute of the day? Fair Everybody's enough. a little bit older every single minute of the day, so... I'll take it. Uh, I feel good. I feel mm -hmm. healthy. Yeah. Um, I'm surrounded by good people, including yourself. Thank so you. life, life's good. Life's good. And this is the only time of year that I get harassed you, get to harass you for your oldness because I am five years older than you are. So it does. It's only well, for and, this brief moment that I get to go, hello, how's it feel to be old like the rest of us? Well, then it makes us even older when you and I were on a set together earlier this week right. and the, it was a, it was a photo shoot and they made us, and I have gray, they, they, you know, they made me put on readers that I didn't have. <laughs> and I'm like, really, I'm going, I need to be older than what I am now. Cool. Right. Great. They did the same thing to me. Like they came by and they asked me how old I was and I told them and they're like, oh, good. Because they had cast for someone my age then didn't believe I was my age, so they thought I was too young to have got cast in this whole thing. So that's your so, energy and your vibe and your blue hair and every purple you. hair and everything. <laughs> exactly, all of the stuff going on makes me about a decade, a phys, a, a visually a decade younger than I actually am, which is good for us. That means that we get to stay and harass people and stay in their uh, uh, their AirPods and in their earbuds for a whole bunch longer because we're aging well. So that's good to know. That's good to know. Well, I think the next thing for me is getting a hearing aid commercial. <laughs> if you get one of those, I will be excited because I'll be like, what did you get? That, yeah. <laughs> that or if they want to like check your, like you're that dude where they're doing, hey, talk about your prostate. You're like, am I old enough to talk about my prostate? I don't know. I'm waiting for my AARP commercial to roll around. Oh, You're like, you know, I'm an AARP member, aren't you? I got my first one, but it was a voiceover. So I just had to sound older, which I still had to, at first, like, they're, they're like, can you not do that normal, bright, cheery thing you do? I needed to be a little more like, I'm like, what do you want me to do? Hey, thanks for joining us. And how do I sound <laughs> older or rickety? Or what do you want me to do? Just, I don't know. It's use your morning voice. Wake up in the morning and just right away go to the recording studio and record without saying a word. Well, you don't know that, but you've never woken up near me. I sound like this all True. the time. From oh, the minute right. I wake up to the minute I go to bed, this is what I sound like. Fair enough. <laughs> you know what? For a while, and then we'll get to uh, introducing our guest geeks of the week. For a while at the last radio station I worked for, every once in a while, I would fill in for a Sunday morning program they had called Acoustic Sunrise. And uh, it normally was hosted by our good friend Linnea, uh, Linnea, who has that super smooth, like if she did our intro, it would be more like, thank you for joining us for BR Geek, where everyone is a geek about something. Not my normal, hey everybody, I got jazz hands going on over here. So. <laughs> 
literally because I didn't want to come at everybody like at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning with all the jazz hands, I would try to pretend like, how do you talk when you don't feel well when you're sick? So oh, I would, yeah. <laughs> I had to get into that method when I'm going, hey everyone, here's the new acoustic version of this Glass Animals song. And I'm like, I sound so bored, but nobody wants all of the things and like me to pop up there like, you know, snap, crackle, pop at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, which is probably part of the reason I'm still single. Nobody wants to wake up next time. How's your sleep? You know, so <laughs> nobody wants that. <laughs> oh, oh, they are, man. you know, they're like, okay, can you just throttle back? I don't have a throttle. That's it. I need a throttle. So, Jayton, I'm very excited to introduce you to this week's pair of guest geeks. The first one I had a chance to meet um, at the 2021 uh, version of Convergence, which we are back okay. in person. So as I was uh, palling around in the Convergence lobby bar, I had a chance to meet uh, a new author friend of mine. And then he brought a, a artist friend of his along with them to the party. So we have two guest geeks today. They're gonna to talk about something that we have not covered uh, in its entirety here on BR Geek. So welcome to the program, uh, to Mr. Uh, Scott Burtness, author and uh, all things geek extraordinaire, and his friend, his artist buddy, Harold Torres. Hello, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hello, thank hey, you, Shannon. Shannon. So, oh, hey, Jayden, how are you guys doing? We are doing good. So, Scott, let's start with you because you're the one that ran into me and put up with my questions because it's basically one of those, Jaden's seen this happen before. So we're sitting in a bar and I'm sitting next to this guy. So I'm like, so uh, what brings you to this bar? Clearly we're at a geek convention, but I'm like, so are you here on purpose or are you in on you know, out, yeah. just traveling <laughs> and then all of a sudden there are a bunch of people in cosplay hanging out around you and you didn't know what you were getting into. But no, Scott was there on purpose and I had the chance to talk to him about uh, the fact that he has, I believe Scott, is it five, um, what we'll call paranormal comedies that are available right now, is that correct? Uh, give or take, uh, okay. let's go with four, <laughs> four. Okay. <laughs> and then the, uh, the coloring book makes it five and a half because it's that awesome. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was actually a lot of fun to be back at that convergence event. Right. Uh, I had done it a couple of years prior and then the pandemic turned everything inside out. And, uh, I, I can't tell you how refreshing it was to be back at a hotel with all the geeks and weirdos hanging at the bar and meeting great people like you. Right, thank you very much. And so Scott had the chance to tell me about what he calls his series of paranormal comedies. So why don't you tell everybody else about that, Scott? Yeah, so I, uh, I've got a couple of things on the table. So first I've got my, my original trilogy of books. It's yes. called Monsters in the Midwest. It, uh, it follows three friends in small town rural Wisconsin as they go from just everyday Joes into vampires, werewolves, and zombies. Uh, <laughs> right. The, the books kind of got their start back when I lived in Los Angeles. Uh, mm -hmm. This was a number of years ago, but um, I, I always kind of felt in LA like, like I was the only guy that didn't have a screenplay. Right. Everybody had a screenplay. You know, you'd, you'd go to buy beer at the liquor store and they wouldn't check for your ID. They'd, they'd ask for your log lines, you know? <laughs> so I had, uh, I had watched interview with the vampire again uh there was that scene where claudia turns into a vampire and she goes from like sickly dying child to this like radiant gorgeous creature and i kind of walked away from that thinking it, it really can't be that easy right i mean 
it, there's got to be more to it than that. Um, and uh, I just kind of went down the rabbit hole. I started thinking about all the different, you know, sort of modern vampire tropes. They're always sexy, powerful, fulfilling some random prophecy. And uh, I started to think about what happens to the other guys, you know, guys like me that can barely match their socks. <laughs> and uh, that's where the idea for Wisconsin Vamp came from. Um, started as a screenplay, got about halfway through it, put it in a box. And then uh, it was back in, I guess, like 2010, pulled it out of that box, turned it into a novel and kept on with the series. Well, Scott so um, yeah, the trilogy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, what was that process like? Because we have friends who are screenwriters and we have friends who are novelists and authors of that type. What was it like transforming the project from one thing into the other? Uh, you know, maybe a little bit easier because the friends of mine that looked at my screenplay told me to stop writing a novel. Okay. Um, I guess I was, <laughs> I guess I was getting a little, a little heavy on the exposition. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, you know, in my mind, it was playing out like a movie, but on paper, I really enjoyed the world building, the settings, the, the characters, the moments. So I struggled a lot with trying to write a screenplay. Right. Uh, turning it into a book um, was just, uh, I, I guess, a lot more of my lane and was uh, a lot of fun to do. Well, congratulations. We always applaud all of our author friends because I think Jade and I are both sitting on a couple of book ideas and have been for a while and have done nothing yeah, with it's, them. I mean, you can say that we're sitting on something, but at the end of the day, when you talk to individuals like, like our guests, you make, you know, we have nothing. Right. We literally have nothing. No. We have aspirations. <laughs> we have ideas. We have, and I run a film festival, right? So at the end of the day, I look at it from a visual perspective. I have a couple of screenplays that I'd like to get made into short films or feature length films. And I feel more emboldened that I think that's going to happen more than me writing a book. Right. Um, right. Sure. But yeah, they, I mean, the ideas are there, but it's the execution and the dedication. I mean, that's a different, that's a different craft, right? Like sitting down and actually imagining and actually, you know, following through. So um, no, I commend you and any writer uh, and or illustrators out there who go go all in. That's dedication. Absolutely. And speaking of illustrators, hello, Harold. Thank you uh, for joining us for the conversation. How did you meet this Scott yeah. kid? Um, oddly, we met at a nerd convention in Albert Lee, mm -hmm. uh, despite both of us living in the cities. <laughs> uh, wow. I ended up hanging out with Scott and a few other writers. Uh, still haven't figured out how that happened. Uh, we just got to talking and, and uh, we enjoy each other's work. And um, sometime later, Scott approached me with uh, the idea for the, the for the coloring book, which went through many phases. It was a comic book, it was a graphic novel, then it was a coloring book. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, I've, I've met Scott at, at uh, uh, what was it called? Um, oh, it was Chapel Con. Chapelcon, yeah. yeah, Chapelcon and Albert Lee. And, there were um, a couple of guys at a comic book store down there, and they fired up their own convention for a couple of years, and it was great. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. Got to meet Scott there. See, and it's uh, always yeah, so, wonderful with cons when you do have that opportunity to 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 make a new connection like that. So even though we can find each other and build communities online, I do feel like it's still not quite the same as those opportunities when you meet somebody at an in-person 
con that's very specific when you're like, well, we get to shorthand to, wow, we already have a commonality. And I think that that's just a wonderful way to kind of make uh, those amazing connections. So congratulations on that as well. Thank you. Thank that you. Was, uh, it was fun. I, so we were table neighbors, right? That first one, Harold? Yes. Yes, we were. Yeah, because that's, I mean, you know, kind of always the, the, the danger of doing conventions is you never know who your neighbor is going to be. And right. Harold was a phenomenal neighbor. Oh, see, that oh, yeah. worked out. Thank that you. Yes, Scott was great. Then, uh, Scott, I got to learn. At I some point, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what did you get to learn about say, Harold? Harold uh, a, a lot about Midwest monsters. Okay, fair enough. I was going to say, Harold, should we uh, should we tell him the story about the uh, the after party and the bar stool? After but party, after party stories are always brilliant. I don't know why you uh, wouldn't tell us an after party I, story. I, sure, why not? So we, uh, as Harold mentioned, we we stumbled into the the I think the bar in Albert Lee. I don't know if there's more than one or not. And uh, you're right, it's the bar. And uh, was it uh, our friend Chris that was wearing the kilt on a hot summer night? Yes, it was. So there we are at the bar, and you know we're all standing around. Some of us sitting on bar stools, uh, Chris being one. And uh, and then Chris had to either go refresh his drink or hit the restroom or whatnot. And when he hopped off that bar stool, um. Now, Shannon, you warned me about the content for this program. Can we say sweaty? Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How sweaty was it? I'll, I'll, oh, people actually took two steps back from the bar stool. <laughs> um, it was amazing to watch the crowd actually back up away from Chris's stool. So, so yeah, those are those are some of the fine moments that brought me and Harold together, and it's uh, everything else is history. So. I do love that you had the uh, instant opportunity to bond over something. <laughs> Did you just look at each other like, I can't believe we're both here for the great mm -hmm. flood. We didn't know that the flood had anything to do with the bar stool, <laughs> but it did. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's kind of like, oh, look at that bar stool. <laughs> <laughs> Normally you don't feel uh, remorse or I'm sorry, you don't feel empathy for an inanimate object, but suddenly you've given me an opportunity to do so. So thank you very yeah. much for that. Thank you. So. That, uh, that still got a service award. It was, <laughs> it was something. Uh, but yeah, so it. going back to, to the on though. So when I met Harold, so Harold did his illustrations uh, and most of what I saw was, I mean, some fantastic monsters, some great superheroes, um, really, really cool, fun artwork. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and he's right that the coloring book, you know, it, it, it sort of got its its start. Um, and I guess for your for your listeners, the coloring book is called A is for all the monsters we can't stand. Right. And it's an A to Z coloring book. Uh, each letter of the alphabet has an original illustration by Harold of the monster. And then uh, I put together these kind of funny little Dr. Susie Edward Gorey sort of poems for each one. Um, I had the idea sort of bouncing around in my brain, you know, early 2020, uh, started kind of playing with the idea of some of the monsters, some of the poems. And when I started thinking of who to illustrate it, Harold just was the first person that jumped to mind. Uh, in addition to loving his artwork, he's got the right sense of humor for it. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, 
I, I shot him a couple of messages and uh, I, I don't think it took much convincing. Harold, you were on board pretty quick. Yeah, he, when Scott presented the idea, I thought, oh, that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. Right. And I, I think I just said, sure, I'm in. <laughs> uh, What's your process? Like when you when you get a potential project like this coming your way, obviously you have to connect with the, the writer and you have to obviously work together uh, you know, with the other artists. What is your process when you're like, this is not my idea, something that I wouldn't think about doing. However, it's intriguing. How do you how do you start to formulate um, how your art's gonna, you know, help this artist get achieve their best product? Initially, I, I like to talk to the writer to, to see what their vision is, where they're coming from, what they want to put forth in the world, you know, what they want the people to see and think and feel and. Um, and so then try to take it from there and, and try to keep it. Um, well, when Scott approached me, he, um, he liked my work. So I had to keep it, you know, my style, but still had to kind of put forth this um, less than super serious concept of, of these monsters. Right. Um, and a lot of it, it too involved research because Scott challenged me with presenting a lot of monsters that I'd never heard of before. Um, and then the process also involves um, what the monsters are, what they do, what they look like. Um, and then back and forth between Scott and I about well, what do you think of this? Well, how should we present this or how, should we change this? Um, and, and so that's it. And then it's, it's just the, going through that with um, each illustration, which actually was a lot of fun. I, th I thought it was gonna be uh, tedious and just, oh, how am I gonna do this? But it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, I have um, a question you're, you're about it sounds so professional, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it was totally professional. We are consummate professionals, totally on our A game. It was amazing. <laughs> Scott sounds a lot that. more Scott sounds a lot more like he had a pint of beer and then Harold did all the really complicated work, is what it sounds mm -hmm. like to me. Yeah. No, it's you. You are so not wrong. It's hilarious. Uh, I I was at a punk bar in Tulsa, Oklahoma, when I started texting him the poems for the monsters at like twelve thirty at night. Um, so poor Harold's just getting like drunk dials from me with like, "Ooh, what, what about a chupacabra?" Um, and I I think the moment when I realized that we were going to work really well together was for uh, D is for Dragar, which is a a type of Scandinavian zombie. Okay. And, you know, so Harold puts together this like, like just awesome, really like, like freaky looking zombie in like a, like a kettle helmet, like the old school Viking warriors and stuff. And I was like, this is so, so cool. Could you put him in a bad sweater? <laughs> and Harold came back with not just a bad sweater, but all of a sudden a bad sweater the uh, Scandinavian zombie is carrying a casserole with brains on top. And in the background, he's got a, uh, a little like gravestone with a, a skeleton crawling out going, ooh, hot dish. And the zombie <laughs> is saying, ufta. Um, I love like, it. All pieces just started to come together. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, I don't know, Harold, maybe you feel differently, but that was the moment when I was like, yep, this is gonna work. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Well, Scott, I have a question. Um, I know that coloring books have come, you know, they, they seem like they were super in fashion when we were little kids. And then over the last five, 
or six years, they're super popular again. And we know those things that, that, um, that is it something about our world right now that we just all need some variety of soothing or something or, or what was it that you're like, you know, of all the options, this needs to be a coloring book. What was that appeal for you? So, Harold, I, I've got to tell him the story. Um, so, <laughs> for everyone out there, because we do this in Zoom, I just want to let you know. So Scott got quiet for a second, and Harold um, just started, like, tapping his fingers together, like, well, here we go. So just like everybody, from the body language perspective, Jake and I are like, oh, this is going to be good. We're ready yeah. for this. Okay. So go ahead, Scott. All right. So. In a nutshell, we, we didn't, like Harold said, we didn't know what this is going to be at the onset. We were thinking maybe a, maybe a fun comic for mm -hmm. our tables at conventions. Yes. Or maybe a graphic novel. Maybe a, maybe a great big hardcover coffee table book. Um, so we started working on the various letters of the alphabet. You know, I'd send over the poems. Harold would start sending back the illustrations. And we were maybe, you know, five or six monsters in, and he had been sending me black and white illustrations. Okay. And so that's when I started to, to think about this idea of, hey, wait a second. What if we actually made this a coloring book? What if we let our, our readers actually you know, bring these pictures to life themselves? What actually happened was I told an artist, hey, you've worked really hard on these 26 amazing illustrations. Can we let people scribble on them? <laughs> and and, and Harold enough. said... Hell yeah. <laughs> so I, I still, Harold, I still feel so bad about that moment because I, I remember like sending the text. I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, let's make it a coloring book. And you reply back and you're like, okie doke. And I found myself going, uh Oh, <laughs> so basically Harold, just so you know, the next time Scott starts writing a novel, just say, how about we make this a Mad Lib halfway through and then just let other people fill in words. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be reciprocal and you can stay friends it'll be great oh it'll be great, <laughs> it'll that be great. Would totally, that's my come up oh my gosh that is brilliant that it never occurred to me because i you know just thinking about it and you're right you do not want me scribbling all over your things harold i'm sure that you do <laughs> amazing work and now it's just left up to me and all of my shaky-handed friends to <laughs> to finish Actually, the creation. Truth be told, I mean, who who hasn't been a kid and colored in a coloring book and doesn't enjoy that? And uh, a, a lot of people, I think the popularity of coloring books is a lot of people get to express themselves. Um, and why not? And it's fun. And I'm I'm definitely about having fun. And so uh, I was okay with that. I was okay. I mean, as a matter of fact, I, I was interested to see what people did with them and how they turned out. Oh, and this is, um, I don't know how well you'd be able to see this. This is the zombie that Scott's talking about. <laughs> Wonderful. With the hot dish and his friend obviously wanting some hot dish too. Because we all do. We all want some. So kind of thing. Yeah. Who doesn't want hot dish? So now that you've had this first uh, creative endeavor together, do you already know what the second process would be? Or Harold, are you like, I'm all done, I'm out, I'm going back to my own stuff? Or what do you guys think? What did you think about the partnership? I was happy with it. Scott was very 
um, you know, because we we're friends, it, it was easy to communicate um, things without being awkward. Like, no, yeah. I think we should do this. I think this should be different. I think, uh, um, you know, we should lighten this up or maybe do this from a different angle. And so it was, it was easy. I, I think uh, a second project would be a lot of fun, a lot okay. of fun. Yeah, do you have same. a second project? We've already been kicking around the sequel, so. Oh, wonderful. 2022 <laughs> goals. We like that. We like Could it that. ever happen where, Harold, you come up with a couple of monsters, original monsters, and you go, hey, let's make a story about these guys? Yeah, I, I would be all for that. I would be all for that. Um, um, have you ever animated any of your stuff, like actually visually animated it or on a computer or anything like that? Or No, actually... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I, I'm a dinosaur. I still, everything I do is pen and pencil and paper and eraser. Uh, the look on my face when a lot of people look at my artwork and they ask me, so you did this by hand? And it takes me a couple seconds because I forget that I live in the digital age mm -hmm. and uh, there are other options. So I, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 did it by hand, yeah. Well, have you, since, were, was young Harold like always an artist and you're like, this is what I want to do when I grow up? Or is it one of those things that you fell into at a certain point in your life? It was kind of something I fell into. Uh, growing up, I, originally from Brooklyn, New York, I, um, I have an older brother, but we're like 10 years apart. We used to read comic books together. And when he moved out, I started to teach myself how to draw through the comic books. Um, and growing up in New York City, of course, it kept me in the house so my mom was happy. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and then I kind of fell into it when I got older. I thought it would be something fun to do because um, I get to express myself in all kind of goofy ways and such. Um, and to see, to see the emotion it brought out in people, it was, it was fun. So I thought, yeah, why not? Well, congratulations in finding yourself. And I think Jayton and I always have a question for our artist slash creator friends that go to um, cons. Because Jayton and I go, but we're always lurkers uh, is what we do. We participate because yeah. what we create is this, words. We have words, and that's what we do. So what's it like as a content creator that has a tangible thing when you're out on Artist Alley and you're selling your books and those things? <laughs> What's it like from that perspective when you go to a con? It's very oh. interesting. The different kinds of people that come through um, to your table and you never know who's gonna like what and how people are gonna react to certain things. Um, so it's always interesting. And it's good to, to, to get out and talk to people and get an idea or a feel for what they're into and what they like and um, and then it's for me. It's a little. It was a little odd because I realized I needed a backstory for the stuff that I created. It wasn't just. Oh, I thought this was a good idea. It, that didn't fly anymore. Interesting. You know? Okay. Um, and then uh, the last con I went to, I would my table was set up across from Scott, and so we were like kind of ping ponging people back and forth, <laughs> like much. oh, cool coloring book. Who wrote it? Like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cool coloring book. Who drew it? That guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and, and Scott, and what's it always, like for you? Well, I, I got to be honest. I'm always super jealous of the artists and the makers. Uh, you know, it, it's, um, as an author, it's hard. Uh, mm -hmm. 
you know, when, when you walk by Harold's table, you see his art, you love it. You just, you look at it and you're like, that's really cool. That's a fantastic monster. That's a great superhero. Like it's, it's, you see it, you know what you're getting. Um, books are a little tougher. You know, you, you don't know what you're getting until you are already home and a couple of chapters in. And, you know, so people are, I think it's, it's more about selling the idea of the story and selling myself right to somebody because they really aren't going to know what they've purchased until later um so i love cons i I love being on stage i I love being you know like like out there talking to people but by the end of a day at a convention i'm exhausted i I am just wiped out yeah like you presenting in a good way way. well you presenting it that way completely makes sense about having to put yourself on display because I'll be honest with you, I have some books upstairs on my bookshelf right now that I bought from uh, our uh, authors at cons that I haven't even read yet. I just liked the person so much that I'm like, here, take my money. And like, and I was like, this sounds like a great idea or I bought it and that's what I gave to a family member for a present because I like giving things that have a backstory or I'm like where I can say I met this really cool artist I met this person something like that because we all are blessed enough to be able to just swap Visa gift cards back and forth well you don't want to do that anymore so but to be able to go no I met this author he's this cool dude read this let us know what you think and leave him a review is part of what I enjoy about cons as just a con goer and what I really missed when we weren't having in-person cons was being able to do that. But it never really occurred to me that I was making the author work so hard. <laughs> and I'm like, sell me on why you're a good person. You know, kind of thing. That's, that's pretty much what you just yep. made it sound like I was doing. So. <laughs> no, but it's it, it's worth it, though. I, you know, I, I, I talk with a lot of friends about this, but, you know, if, if somebody... I would rather sell one book at a convention to someone that I met and had a great time talking to than a hundred books online. I mean, you know, obviously I'll take the hundred sales online. Those are an important part of the, the business side of being an author, but personally it's actually getting to, to meet somebody, talk with them. And then what's really great is that next year when you're back at the same convention and that person comes back to your table. Right. And they're excited about your next book. You know, I mean, like that's that's where it really starts getting fun. Um, that was going to be so, actually my follow up was, you know, do you have? I don't want to say the word groupies, but do you have fans that come? Like, hey, um, I'm well, excited I've got about. Groupies. Well, no, we're, I mean, we're going with we're going with groupies. Yeah, we're going <laughs> groupies. I'm assuming I know Harold already has groupies. I can just tell. Um, he totally does. <laughs> I guarantee he does. Um, that's it. Like, do you get excited about that? Do you get excited when somebody says, "Hey, I'll see you there," right? Like, they know you're going to yeah. be there. They've seen you a couple times before. They perhaps have purchased one of your art. Uh, but do you get excited about people who are like, "Oh my God, I can't wait until I see what you have next." Yeah, and for me, I mean, that's that's a, I think probably the, the most exciting part about this whole weird world of writing stuff that I stumbled into is um, there, there are some people that have read my stuff and really like it. And I've had the chance to meet them and, you know, they're, they're great people. And yes, like getting to see them, having that excitement, there's, there's nothing like it. It's just fantastic. I mean, it, it really is a lot of fun. Harold, uh, I'm assuming. Yes. Yes, it's always it's always uh, great to see people come back and 
um, ask you to draw something while they're there. Oh, like oh that's kind of cool. Yeah, they, they, they're um, with the artists um, and creators, people come up and say, well, can you draw this for me while I'm here? And so they, they, they walk around and, and check out the rest of the convention while you're making this piece for them. Um, and I've had, I've had a few repeat customers as far as, hey, I'm glad you're here. Can you draw this for me this year? Mm. Um, and it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool. It's, it's always, again, that the, the, the expression on their faces, it, it makes it all worth it. So you're getting commission work while you're working. Yes. Wow. Yes. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Some of the stuff people come up with, some of the obscure characters or creatures that they want you to draw. It's like, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. You see people pulling out their phones. What does that look like? <laughs> I love it. But I'm assuming nobody's gone saying, hey, my, can you make my uh, mother-in-law into a monster? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but, you know, I've had some of them tell me that God's beat them to the punch on that. <laughs> we are now manifesting mother-in-law monsters. Well done, Jayden. Well done. So, gentlemen, what do you guys hope as we move into 2022 for our convergences and our cons out there that the both of you attend? So, for me, more than anything, I'm just excited to to be able to go back and be a part of that community. Um, I, I try and keep my cons mostly in the Midwest, mm -hmm. but uh, I love going to the Crypticon horror convention in the fall. I love yeah. going to the new uh, company called Nerd Street uh, yes. that did their Minneapolis con. They're doing a Des Moines con in May. Um, I'm always excited about Convergence coming back around. Um, I, I think that after you know a, a long, dark couple of years where you know, a lot of us have been basically hunkered down in the basement, uh, watching way too much TV. Um, right. Just the prospect of really feeling like you can actually go out and just enjoy yourself, find your people, have fun again is, is what I'm really looking forward to for this coming year. And what about you, Harold? What do you have going on over there? What do you expect? Uh, I, have, I have friends who ask me to do commissions or tattoos and, um, that's really weird to see your artwork permanently embedded in someone's skin. Wow. Okay. Um, but it's, I, I kind of feel the same way Scott does. It's that community. There's, there's no feeling quite like it. Um, to know that you're all there for the same reason. You're all there for the same things. Uh, even if you don't like exactly the same things, you still enjoy each other's company. Um, and yeah, I, I look forward to seeing my friends and uh, doing more commissions and um, hanging out with my buddies. Uh, my daughter has come with me uh, to every con since she was 13. Wow. And now she's 17. Um, and it was a running gag that I'd get up to go see my friends, like, you know, Scott or my buddy Willis. And the photographer would come around and take a picture. So for for a couple of years, there's a picture with my name, but it's my daughter sitting there. <laughs> um, Are you passing on your legacy, Harold? That's what it is. So. Um, Maybe she's, mm -hmm. she's a much better artist than I am. I feel she okay. she's fearless in the sense that she'll work in any medium to do anything. Um, dad likes to stick close to the, to the black and white, you know, regular markers, nothing too fancy. Right. Um, but the cons are great. The cons are great. You get to meet great people. I, I got to meet Scott um, and Chris and his kilts and so many people that uh, I, I wouldn't trade anything for. Um, and I look forward to it. 
Well, we are excited to be able to follow you out there at all of the cons. So, Harold, tell everybody where they can find you and contact you online if they want to go ahead and, and get something special made for them or somebody they uh, find important or just want to clown. We can do that, too, now, we've learned. So I didn't know that that was an option. But how do we find you, Harold? Uh, well, I clown too much, really. <laughs> Normally. Uh, but uh, I think that, that, well, the only online presence I have really is uh, an artist page on Facebook uh, called Wept Art Studios, W-E-P-T, mm -hmm. which I named after my children, uh, William, Eli, and Peyton. Oh. And um, yeah, it has all the artwork there, all the artwork that I've published for friends and tattoos and logos and um, uh, none of the monster stuff uh, just yet. I, I don't know why, but um, but the coloring book is also online too, um, linked up at Amazon. But uh, yep, that's it. Fantastic. And Scott, how do people get a hold of you? You're probably the easiest way to get in touch is to find me on Twitter. I go by SWB Author as my uh, my handle. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, if, if somebody wanted to check out my books, uh, read some samples, read some reviews, uh, the website's a bit of a mouthful, but it's swbauthorblog.wordpress.com. We'll make sure we um, link but yeah, to Twitter's, that as well. Yeah, Twitter's a great way to catch me uh, because uh, I have the attention span of a gnat and <laughs> Twitter is perfect for that. Uh, so yeah, hope to see you guys out there. We know we can also find you as SWB author on Instagram as well. We'll link to all of those things uh, to all of our social media. Um, and Jayton, you and I have some stuff that's going on with the Twin Cities Film Fest, including our next comedy shorts and stand-up comedy night that is coming up uh, in January. Also, Jayton and I, speaking of cons, will be recording an edition of Be Our Geek at our local Doctor Who convention console room. Room. That is coming up on January 22nd. So if you happen to be attending console room, you'll be able to see Jayton and I in person, which is always fun. Uh, we already have, I believe Jayton, I believe our guests are going to be our friend uh, Taylor Cisco, T. Aaron Cisco, a.k.a. Trey Aaron, a.k.a. all of the things. I believe he has already signed on <laughs> to be there, which is always fun. And I think um, our buddy Dave Barsky, who's normally joining us remotely because he's out in L.A., is going to be in town for console this room console room this year um and do you know why do you know why we have those individuals join <laughs> because you have zero confidence that i'll actually show up so you wanted backups that is quite true because just harold and scott just so you know there's a reason scott while you met me by myself at convergence every con jayton is signed up to go along with me and miraculously he has things because he's all fancy and busy as the executive director of the twin cities film fest blah 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 noise 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 and i end up going wow. by myself and <laughs> so my backup podcast life mate is Tierra and Cisco. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, just because like, this is how much it is. So last time we did console room before everything shut down, Jayton was supposed to be there. He said he could make it. And I'm like, I did. I'm not, I mean, you guys, she's telling the truth. Like I, <laughs> I've literally have had things pop up. Unfortunately, it's not like I don't want to be there. And um, but I am, the, the, I'm, I'm game. The, I'm, I'm there this time. Right. And I'm, I'm actually more caught up on Doctor Who than Miss Shannon has. Exactly. He's surpassed me, which has not happened 
in the history of our friendship has he been farther along in Doctor Who than me. So I got some homework to do. So everybody can find out where you can find us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for BRGeekMN. You can also email us. It's BRGeekShow at gmail.com. If you're feeling old school, feel free to call us and leave a message at 612-276-2774. You can also like and subscribe to BRGeek whenever and wherever you find us. We always appreciate the love. And also hit us up if there's a... Any suggestions you have on some great guests like Harold or Scott that we should be looking forward to, hit us up on all of the socials. You can also find out what's going on with the Twin Cities Film Fest by going to TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. So, Harold, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. We would love to have you come on the show again. Is that okay? Especially, don't feel like you can only have to come on when you have a coloring book. You can just come and hang out with us. Is that okay, guys? Oh, you don't know what you just did. <laughs> we are... We are going to be there every week. <laughs> you know where the link is. No, just whenever is a, you see a Sunday open, just pop your name in. It'll be fine. We're just, we're just there. No, this has been great. Thank you both. Shannon, I'm glad that you uh, uh, picked me up at a hotel bar. Yes. And Ooh, Jane, it's been great fancy. to meet you as well. Yeah. I'll yeah. take you up next time. See, look Sweet. at him. I cannot wait. Look at that. So giant hugs to both of you. Thanks to everybody who's listening out there. We appreciate you being part of the show today. And we'll see you next time on BR Geek because everyone is a geek about something. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.